0: It's Dr. Sam, and I'd like to welcome you to another podcast, 2020 iTalk. Talk. This is a show that helps you take better care of your eyes and vision, your brain and your body, giving you health and wellness tips. I'm so excited to be here. I've been on the road a couple days, uh, driving and uh, seeing some beautiful sights in the desert southwest. But I'm back in the saddle and home, happy to be here with my family, uh, getting ready to uh, uh, launch my, um, so many new things. But I want to jump into our question and answer today because uh, I'm getting amazing questions. I love it. People are really reaching out, sharing their vulnerability, and uh, they're, they're looking for answers. They're obviously not getting them. So let's start with Fran. She's asking asking a question. What's the difference between MSM drops versus 5% sodium chloride ophthalmic solution? And she uses a second ointment at night, at day and night, called Fresh Kote, K-O-T-E, because she had cataract surgery five years ago, and the doctor left a piece in it, and she's she's having to wash it out later. There's also uh, some inflammatory response going on and she's got a wrinkle in her retina. She also has very blurry vision in that eye and a cataract growing in the other eye. So wow, she's got a lot going on. All right, let me see if I can give you some help. So we know that uh, cataracts specifically are a metabolism problem in the lens of the eye. Free radical damage, we're not getting enough oxygenation and hydration. Uh, The mitochondria are not producing enough ATP. And so uh, metabolic waste accumulates in the lens of the eye. Usually cataract surgery is a really slam dunk, great surgery, 99.99% success. But here you're sharing, Fran, that you had some complications. And this has led to inflammation and even a wrinkle on the retina. Okay, so... First of all, the uh, sodium chloride, the 5% sodium chloride and the fresh coti that, uh, that you're taking are pharmaceutical drugs, and there's lots of side effects to those. Uh, everything from eye irritation, redness, blurred vision, um, difficulty breathing, uh, lots of issues going on. I've even had people in terms of the 5% sodium chloride, their eye will swell up. Uh, they get rashes, they get hives. So the difference between those two pharmaceuticals and MSM eye drops So MSM definitely is an anti-inflammatory agent. It's a natural sulfur product that um, is found in your body. So that would be the one that I would use. Uh, I would also, however, continue um, looking for really good eye nutrients. So for the wrinkle and the retina, I would definitely amp up my lutein and zeaxanthin um, I have a really good eye formula. I think that's really good. There's a lot of them on the market, but you want to make sure you're getting uh, at least you know 10 milligrams of lutein versus 4 milligrams of zeaxanthin on a daily basis. Um, you need to get many more nutrients into your retina uh, to create create more circulation. I would also consider the cataract reversing homeopathic eye drops, glutathione. Uh, sublingual spray uh, to see if you could reduce the possibility of needing cataract surgery on the other eye. But generally speaking, I would try to stay as natural as possible in terms of whatever you're putting into your eyes, because you, you don't want to have to deal with those side effects. So I hope that's helpful. Okay, next question. This is a conversation that has been going on on Facebook in my, in my circle around people that are afraid to use MSMI drops because they tell me they have a sulfur allergy. And I want to make a distinction here between sulfur, which is the third leading trace mineral in our body. We need it for health. It's a great, uh, sulfur is amazing in terms of helping us get rid of um, free radicals. It's also a very important component in the production of glutathione. Um, It does many great things. And the confusion here is that sulfur, the trace mineral, is not the same as sulfa additives or sulfite additives that are found as preservatives and antioxidant additives in food and pharmaceuticals. Now I know people will say to me, well, you know, I'm allergic to eggs and, you know, eggs have a lot of sulfur in it. All right, so I really hear that. And I think that that overall, the bottom line is you need to trust your body. Uh, you need to, it's your body, it's your body's intelligence, so you're going to know what foods you can eat and what foods you can't eat. What I'm saying is that I would like you to really take a look at Do you have a sulfur allergy, or are you confusing it with things like sulfites and sulfa? Uh, Because out there in terms of many different foods contain sulfite additives. Any kind of bottled soft drinks, fruit juices, cider, beer, wine, sparkling wine, all of the things that aren't organic commercial preparations like lemon and lime juice, vinegar, grape juice. Again, these are non-organic GMO-based products. If you look on the label, you're probably going to see sulfite additives. Even things like dried potatoes, different sauces and fruit toppings, um, maple syrup, jams, jellies. Again, if you look at The uh, things in the supermarket that are processed foods that are not organic, you're going to have a higher chance of getting these sulfites into your body. And I would add probably in some of the meats, delicatessen meats, um, sausages, um, you know, non-organic meats are probably also going to have sulfites in it as well. So in terms of these sulfa drugs or sulfites, these are the culprits in terms of creating allergies. Now, if you say to me, yeah, I'm allergic to eggs, I would say, okay, is it the sulfur? Um, Have you ever tried MSM? Have you ever tried MSM powder? You might consider the lower concentration MSM eye drops and doing the eye massage that I'm recommending. But the confusion here is really running rampant where people uh, will avoid sulfur because they think they're allergic to it when, it when in fact it's not really the sulfur. It's the sulfur drugs and the sulfites, which are not sulfur. So check that out. Trust your body. You can also find a functional medicine doctor and do some, um, some food allergy testing and check it out. But, um, I think that the MSMI drops, especially in the lower concentration could really help you. Okay. The last question I'm going to address today is a woman who's asking about lutein and zeaxanthin. And I love this question. This is a lady who she is, um, suffering macular degeneration and, uh, she's very concerned because her doctor has basically said at this point we're going to just need to watch the uh, macular degeneration there's nothing you can do for it and um, so she contacted me and actually we've been working for about a month and um, i want to talk a little bit about lutein and zeaxanthin for a second So, zeaxanthin is a highly concentrated carotenoid that's found in the macula, and the lutein is actually predominantly surrounding the zeaxanthin in other areas of the retina. So, if you looked at the macula, it actually has a yellow color that helps absorb the blue light and the UV light, and it actually behaves like protective sunglasses, so when people start developing macular degeneration, part of it has to do with the drusens that are accumulating these fatty yellow materials that form near the macula area. And um, this is the dry kind of macular degeneration, which is what this, what this lady is, is uh, concerned about. And the idea is is that in terms of oxidative stress, which is an imbalance between the free radicals and protective antioxidants, the retina is extremely vulnerable to free radicals. And when there's less oxygenation and hydration in the retina, specifically the macular area, uh, people will be more susceptible to UV and blue light damage so in terms of some of the foods that i recommend for macular health well you know in terms of going down the list i will start generally and say any colorful vegetables especially in the uh, orange color red color so this could be orange bell peppers red bell peppers beets carrots uh these are really great uh, for carotenoids. We also have the superfoods like goji berries. Obviously, you need a lot of goji berries uh, to get the you know uh, normal amount of lutein and zeaxanthin um, in your diet. So you're not going to get everything from goji berries, but that's another superfood you can add. I would also say avocados, asparagus, kale, chard, um all the green leafy vegetables, the cruciferous vegetables. Uh, so the idea is is that you want to really feel, f- fill your diet with a lot of colorful fruits and vegetables. And that way you're getting your lutein, your zeaxanthin, uh, really important carotenoids for protecting the macula. So I hope that helps. Uh, I'm, I'm really glad to get all these questions, so keep them coming. I think I'm going to end here, so that's going to be my show for today. Uh, I want to thank you so much for tuning in. And until next time, take good care.
1: You're listening to a podcast with Dr. Sam Byrne. To learn more about his seminars and workshops, visit his website, www.drsamburn.com. The Burn Method is a trademark signature of Dr. Sam Byrne for his workshops, seminars, books, and DVDs. The information presented in this podcast is in no way intended as a substitute for receiving professional medical care. The design and purpose for this podcast is to provide information for educational purposes only. Dr. Byrne and his guests have no liability or responsibility to any person or entity for loss, damage, injury caused, or allegedly caused through the information, exercises, suggestions, explorations, or written responses presented in this podcast. Dr. Byrne is not a medical authority and his guests are not qualified to diagnose or treat any disease or health problem. This podcast is not a substitute for medical care. Dr. Byrne's information is only his personal opinion. If you have any health problem, please seek medical care for whatever condition you may have.